I'm Ian Price. And I'm Harrison Hartzog. Today on 10 Minute Warning, we have week one reactions. We discuss the Monday Night Football crew after their first outing. And we discuss the shitstorm brewing in Cleveland. And we don't mean an Odo Beckham Jr.'s bedroom? Bathroom? I don't know which room you get shitty in. Hello, everyone. Welcome into 10 Minute Warning. My name is Harrison. My name is Ian. And today we are on video. You can see us. You can actually see us. We're sorry about that, but it's something you're, you're going to have to deal with. Yeah, you're going to have to deal with it. We're here right now. Um, and we're going to resist saying the thing that every single football show has already said. You know what I'm talking about? It's three words. Inform me, Ian. The, <laughs> the middle one is is. Yeah, the second one is back. Okay, is back. Football is back. Every single show yeah. is football is back. Even on Monday Night Football last night, Steve, Steve Levy goes, we made it to the last game of week one. And I'm like, okay, that seems like a little bit of a weird threshold. Like we made it to the end of a week. That Nobody's like, looking forward to that on football. It seems like they're scared almost that we weren't going to make it. Yes. You know why? COVID. Yeah, ESPN would have folded. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They've got, they always have to fire people. They have no money unless they have money for this podcast. ESPN, just making a pitch. Hi, uh, ESPN. My name's Harrison. I'm, I'm a recent college graduate. Uh, have some student debt. So <laughs> Recent. Recent, yeah. I'm not that old. I'm not 30. <laughs> Who is? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, if ESPN wants to buy this or Spotify, we're looking at you. Come on. We saw that Joe Rogan money. We know you have that Joe Rogan money. Anyway, let's talk about the Monday Night Football crew a little bit more. Um, I liked it. I would really like to come on here, and I'd really like to say, like, oh, that was terrible. You know, yeah. you know. I mean, like, it was a lot. It was a lot more interesting to talk about the MNF crew when it was Booger on a weird chair <laughs> and uh, Tessator, like, clearly standing on a box. Because he is, right, like, just so short. Yeah. And that's just something people on TV, hey, you know what? They could have really done something with him this year. Because did you see how far apart each broadcaster had to stand? Yeah, they have to be, like, six feet. They got a pole reaching the microphone out. Yeah, and they got three, they had the, they cut it to three slides. And I was sitting there thinking, are they standing beside one another? And then they started pointing. So I'm like, okay, at least they're standing Mm -hmm. in the right row. It's just that they're... You know, taking up the entire room. Yeah. I mean, I thought the guy that was the most out of place was Brian Greasy. He was the most out of place. I mean, he would he had this one moment where he said that, um, oh, it's so interesting not having fans. You can hear all the calls at the line. And one of the other guys said to him, he said, well, what are they saying? You're the only one that knows what they're saying. Yeah. So, like, he was – you could tell he was intelligent. He still has that quarterback IQ, and he was identifying things, but he wasn't Tony Romo necessarily. He wasn't – he, he didn't have a preseason. Right. Yeah, he wasn't prepared fully. Yeah, and you could tell a little bit by how the schedule, I don't know how much control ESPN had, but putting him on a Broncos game when he lives in Denver for his first game. Keeping him close to home. Yeah. Lewis Riddick, they knew he would be fine. He's on TV with them constantly. Steve Levy's been there since, I don't know. I mean, ESPN was around for that Anchorman montage in the first Anchorman. Right. Like, he's been there forever. And it's amazing that XFL was the only thing that got him his shot, but he carried 
that broadcast last night. I'm telling you, for the Broncos game, he carried it. If it wasn't for him, it would have been an empty stadium and an empty mic. <laughs> because they had they had no crowd noise. They had no and then the Titans got to delay a game with zero fans. Yeah, I saw that was it was like the what third play they're they're going. Yeah, somebody won Twitter when they said that the yeah. uh, cardboard cutouts intimidated the, the Titans at Mile High Stadium. They, well, the Mile High Stadium actually had like 500 fans, and surprisingly, well, they I weren't could hear them. They, yeah, they weren't fans. They were family members, or family like, and friends. Yeah, family and friends, but because you could being, hear them. <laughs> Because being the family member or the friend of an NFL player didn't have enough benefits before. True. I'm really glad that they put a little icing on that cake. Yeah, any NFL players that want to reach out to us and take part in our podcast, we're happy to be your friends. And no, Shannon Sharp, I will not stop spamming you until you become my friend. Yeah. You got to stop. <laughs> skip. Skip. That's him every time. Yeah. Yeah. Skip. All right. So here's my rant about the whole football. Week one's in the books. Um, mm-hmm. We promised you guys when we started this podcast that we were not going to do a lot of, oh, here's this highlight, here's analysis, but here's a quick look at just the whole week. It feels like the teams that needed to learn did not have time. No, definitely. There were a lot of teams that you thought might be good this year, and they just blew it on week one, and then there are a lot of teams that were bad this year that – truly showed they were bad. And I think the one common denominator with most of the teams that were good was that they were already a full team last year. They already they had the same system. They had a lot of the same personnel. They mm-hmm. didn't have as many people to get up to speed. Yeah. Cue some of the teams that had a lot of people that needed to learn, like the Broncos, who should have clearly won that game when the field goal, the field goal kicker Goskowski for the Titans leaves, what, nine, ten points on the ground? Yeah, I feel like that was his first time kicking. This year. And he's like a seasoned veteran, like the, one of the oldest kickers in the league. That might be honestly the truth. They might have just said, ah, he only needed to come to training camp. Well, the thing is he had this hip surgery, and mm. he, hasn't, uh, he hasn't been right since. Well, he's only had one chance to show it. Yeah, that's true. Because, <laughs> <laughs> again, no preseason games. And that's, right. that's, what, uh, that's what a lot of teams are feeling. I think the Giants are in that boat, too. The Giants need time to put it together. They have, yeah, the Giants, when I first started watching that game, I was like, okay, the Giants look like they might have it this year. You look at the end of the game, and Saquon Barkley's got six yards rushing. They got blown out by the Steelers. Completely different two tails of the first half and second half. Yeah, Saquon had a tough time, but, I mean, the Steelers have a really good defense, a really oh, good yeah. line. So, I mean. Yeah, your Broncos play them next week, right? Yeah, and Phillip Lindsay is hurt. Yep. So, they'll have only Melvin Gordon out there to churn, 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 and then – the surprise Royce Freeman. Yep. Yeah, that'll be Who fun. Who almost had a touchdown. <laughs> that was fantasy heartbreak for so many. Right. <laughs> nobody, nobody, unless you're in a 16-team, huge, like, deep PPR league, you weren't going to start Royce Freeman for any reason. No. He'd be a second flex at that. So, I mean, were there any teams that look better than you? Uh, were there any teams that look better to you or better work? I think, and this is a long shot, I think the Redskins have a chance to compete in that division of the NFC East. Is this an overreaction Monday take? This is an overreaction Monday take. So watching that defensive line just just obliterate the Eagles, seeing the Cowboys play, knowing what the Giants are, all the Redskins have to do is go 8-8 in that division. Carson Wentz looks like he's going to have another year trying to stay healthy. Yeah, he's – 
That was supposed to be the team that was easy on the schedule. He's going to have a lot of running to do, and it's going to be in the wrong direction. He's going to be running around for his life. Yeah. I mean, that offensive line had some injuries in the offseason, but you still expect them to at least be decent. I mean, I think the Eagles fall under that exact same problem I was talking about with a new team. They had Jalen Rager with one great catch, Mm -hmm. but without preseason games and enough time to really get the rookie involved, some of their other wide receivers, Miles Sanders was hurt in the game. Yeah. I mean, after they show up, they were going to really rely on him. Yeah. So, I mean, I think the Eagles will get better. I think they will definitely split with the Redskins. I don't think they get shut out. No, definitely not. But I I can see, I could, I could see the Redskins possibly doing something this year. I could see the Redskins competing in that division. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, other teams I see, the Bears, they had a little fight in them to come back. The down Bears coming back. Is this, uh, is this when Mitch Trubisky starts writing his storybook? I mean. Yeah, they, that's all they talked about this season, how good Mitch Trubisky looks. He beat out Nick Foles. Uh, they paid a lot of money to get him back in Chicago. Nick Foles only works in Philly, but if you bring him to another team, he can help you find a guy that works there. Yeah. He's not quite Matt Flynn, but he's close. I mean, the Packers are probably going to win that division because yeah. the Vikings look terrible against them. But, I mean, second place is up for grabs. See, the Packers, so that's a team that looked better than I thought. I yeah. was sipping the Kool-Aid from the offseason of, oh, they're the worst 13-win team. Yeah. And, um, no, they're good. On the road in <laughs> Minnesota, beating them pretty bad. Aaron Rodgers said he's a bad, bad man, and he doesn't need that first-round wide receiver that everyone thinks he needs. Uh, probably come playoff time he will probably I mean we'll see I would love to see in a year where everyone was expecting so much of Tom Brady Drew Brees I would love to see Aaron Rodgers just play spoiler and say sorry the Packers are still good yeah you know what I'm saying I wouldn't no no I'm excited for it I'm tired of Aaron Rodgers Olivia Munn would take him back oh yeah uh, that's a nice mug you got there oh yes if you're not on the video Check out these sweet mugs if you are on the video. If you're not on the video, we have a mug with uh, our our uh, logo on it. Yeah. Uh, That's it. That's all. I mean, for the audio, really, they're, they're not, not much for to offer. Sale. They're not for sale. They're not for sale. Yeah. Stop asking. Mom. <laughs> Why was your mom want one? Because <laughs> she wants everything that I do. She's a supporter. Yeah. Yeah. If you went into a coma... How long do you think your mom would come hang out waiting for you to wake up? I hope not long. Pull that plug. (laughs) Oh, that got dark. I don't want to be in a coma for like six years and with everyone just hoping one day I'll wake up. I really do want that. I don't. If I ever go into a coma, I would love to wake up in a time jump and be confused and just try to figure everything out. My biggest fear is that during that coma... What happens is you know what's going on the whole time until the moment you wake up and then you just forget everything. So my fear is like for six years, I'd just be laying there going like, when can I wake up? When can I wake up? When can I wake up? My fear is that somebody would leave on CNN or Fox News or MSNBC or something like that. And I would be listening to it the whole time going, (laughs) for the love of God, turn it off. Turn the WFIR. (laughs) No, put it on on, uh, NFL Network. Yeah, there you go. That's repetitive, and that will make me wake up. I'll get out of that coma. They just keep playing our podcast. Yes, NFL Network. That's not, a pitch well, to not you. NFL Network, but why? Well, they should. They replay old games all the time. They got room for a podcast. Look, we're on video now. Yeah, 
And it's very professional. We have lights, everything. Yeah. Look us up. We're doing a lot of shout-outs today. Yeah, we're really trying to get uh, some money. Yeah. Some endorsements. That would be great. I don't know how you get endorsements other than blatantly asking for them. So this podcast is brought to you by Vans. Oh, we wish. Vans. They make shoes. I don't know their slogan. Do they have a slogan? Uh, Vans. The shoes and t-shirt company. Vans. It could be a 30-year-old man. It could be a teenager. Vans. We love sponsoring mid-20 guys with a podcast. Well, I don't know if Vans is going to take any of these slogans. Yeah, that's worth a try. I mean, I could be your marketing director. Vans. Don't get them wet. That's true. (laughs) Okay, so... um, Any other teams that you see? No. No? Okay. No, I mean... I don't want to talk about teams all day. Yeah. But basically, everything that happens in September is the preseason. Yeah. Everything that happens in the normal September um, is, you can usually just throw that out. Mm -hmm. Because teams are going to be different every month. It's going to change. You're going to have people overreacting. Like right now, you've got people sharing, oh, Redskins, only team to win in the division. Yeah. AFC West, Broncos, only team to lose. Right. Yeah, it'll all change come week two. Yeah. I mean, except for the part where the Chiefs won. Unfortunately, it looks like that part's going to keep happening. Yeah. Them and the Ravens. Yeah. Yeah, the Ravens, uh, even though Lamar Jackson had to do all the running for them, they still had a running game. Yep. And uh, J.K. Dobbins looked pretty good. He looked pretty good, but a lot of his fantasy points were just the touchdowns. He just got a pair of tutties. Well, I'm not talking from a fantasy perspective. I'm talking really about from a practical perspective. I'm having a hard time thinking outside of a fantasy perspective. Yeah. Because I'm in I'm just knee deep in fantasy stats right now. Yeah. You got too many leagues to handle. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. It's a it's its own type of uh pandemic. All right, you wanna do news? Okay, first up, we've got the Panthers Spanish language broadcaster leaves job over support for Trump. So this is a little crazy. Uh, okay, yeah, it sounds at first at first blush, it feels a little bit like an odd news article. Yeah. So, Luis Moreno Jr. I'm sure everyone knows who that is. No, I don't. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he's a Spanish language broadcaster for the Carolina Panthers. He retweeted a tweet from his personal Twitter account that was supportive of Trump's 2020 re-election campaign. And then... From his personal account? From his personal account. Okay. So because of that, he got tagged in some other Trump supporter stuff, and so it spread. He was then shortly thereafter asked to remove any information related to the Panthers from his bios on his personal social media accounts. But he wasn't fired. He was just asked to remove all his Panthers references. Yep. Huh. So then he, I guess, stepped down because of it. That seems like a weird thing to step down over. Yeah. It also seems like a weird thing for the Panthers to worry about. I guess in this time. I mean, Joey Bosa could wear a MAGA hat back yeah. in like the day. Yeah. but Or Nick Bosa. We're much different times now. I don't know. I um, I think the Panthers shouldn't have done that. But I also think that if I was the broadcaster and they said, take down this political affiliation and 
you know, you can keep calling NFL games. Mm. I would probably just do that. Yeah. Because I don't think anybody saw this guy's tweet and was like, oh, now I support Trump. Right. Like, everyone's made up their mind one way or another on both of the candidates this time around. So, I think it's news, but it's unfortunate. Yeah. Here's a, here's a bit of a news article for you. And this isn't really an article. This is more of an opinion. So let's look at this as an op-ed. Okay. Uh, Baker Mayfield looks really bad. Yeah. Like, really bad. How long is his leash? I think all that depends on the record. Does he get Does he get with. the whole year? Like, I mean, you put that if he does a terrible year. Yeah. I mean, he could easily be benched before the end of the year. That's what I'm saying. And, like... We've been talking about, and a lot of people have been talking about all offseason, how there's so many good quarterbacks out there right. on the market. I mean, like... I mean, not from just drafting, but also free agency. Yeah. I mean, like, they could get somebody from somewhere. Yeah. Practice squads are loaded. I think if he drives that team into the ground this year, which, I mean, you put up six points this week, zero touchdowns, they don't have a really good year. I mean, you set that team up for a good draft pick, his replacement might be in the draft. Yeah. That's true. I think I think Baker Mayfield is playing for his job in that aspect because yeah. he has got to make sure they at least have a bad enough draft pick to where it's not easy to replace him. He at least has to make it difficult on them. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were some rumors floating around on Twitter that Odo Beckham Jr. was being shopped. Saw that. A reporter I trust says it's all bullshit. <laughs> I'm sure they probably reached out a little bit, but nothing too serious. I, mean, I don't they, know. They want to probably probably nothing came back that was serious enough for them to say, yeah, let's actually commit to this. I don't see an NFL team after one week. And granted, this is one week with this GM and this coach. Mm -hmm. This isn't even the coach that tried to make Odell work last year. Yeah. He's had one game with no preseason to make Odell Beckham Jr., this guy that makes all these amazing catches that we remember, good. I don't think that the team has actually even had time or taken time to shop him. I think this is definitely, this definitely feels like noise. It feels like something fans drummed up because Odell has been shopped and traded in a surprising way before. So they're thinking they do it again. I, I don't, I don't think there's any legs to it. So I think there is actually. So okay. Why? If you ever saw the video of Odell Beckham unboxing his new jerseys that the Browns got, the disgust on his face when he took that jersey out, made me go, that guy does not want to be with the Browns for anything. Yeah, but even if And he, there was all the talk about him going to the Vikings. It was Dad, that was I think that was all noise too. It was it was yeah, it turned out to be all talk, but I, I think you started I feel, it. I think you started yeah, the rumor. I definitely started it. <laughs> no, I could see it being maybe they're wanting to shop him because they know he's so unhappy. I uh I doubt all right, let me all right, let's for the sake of argument. Yeah. We're the Browns. We're pretending we care that Odell Beckham Jr. is not happy. Right. We didn't take care of this in the offseason, so we're going to do it after one loss. It's too early to sell assets. You know what I'm saying? I feel like if you're going to sell, you're not going to move him until the season is shot and you're trying to revamp the whole roster. And Cleveland has done nothing but acquire talent. Yeah. Uh, Austin Hooper, tight end, mm-hmm. still have Njoku. They've got. Landry and Odo Beckham Jr., which, by the way, when they got drafted, <laughs> the joke was, what if they were on the same NFL team? That right. would be crazy. And it has not been crazy yet. 
I mean, this is all, I think it all comes back to Baker, not Odell. Odell was open for what could have been a hundred yard game. Yeah. And Baker just straight missing. I just, I also feel like maybe there's just not a connection there. Maybe. I mean, but then he had a connection with Landry and Njoku and he didn't make any great passes to them either. You know, six points. Yeah. Six points. That's my worry about it's just as a team in general, is there a connection there with Odell Beckham being on the team and that they yeah. really want to get rid of him? I, I'm not saying they absolutely want to, but I think I think it's possible that they might try to shop him after this year. Yeah. Or maybe near the trade deadline if they feel like they need to get another piece. Like let's say Baker doesn't complete like just doesn't compete very well. Mm-hmm. Sorry. It's okay. Let's say Baker doesn't compete at all, right? Yeah. You get through six games. They're 0-6. Odo Beckham Jr. is showing frustration. Maybe he's acting out. Then you maybe trade him with some sort of package to get a replacement. Right. Yeah. No, I definitely think get some draft picks or find but, a replacement. But they've got tight ends. They've got two running backs. They've got, they got two th- wide receivers. They've got pretty good offensive line. I mean, the only thing that you would move an asset like Odo Beckham Jr. for is another asset. Yeah. And I just don't – I mean, unless you're trying to trade up and get a quarterback, I don't see why you would do it. Mm-hmm. How funny would that be if Odell Beckham Jr. got traded for a pick for a quarterback and then – quarterback be Cleveland for you. Then Cleveland would – well, then the I mean, quarterback would still be bad. Yeah. Yeah. No matter who they take. He's going to be bad. It's There's a curse on the Browns. There was like – there was so much hope in Baker Mayfield. Yeah, he he showed so many flashes of talent, but it's just this third year is not looking too good. No, all right. What do you got next? What do you got next? I just went. Oh yeah. Uh, so I think that was it for all my news. That's all the news. Yeah, not a lot going on right now, except for football. Yeah, I'm excited it's back. Yeah, all jokes aside about everybody saying football's back. I had this. I had this beautiful moment. I was walking down the street. I was talking to my friend on the phone about football games on Sunday. Mm -hmm. And a guy on the other side of the street, this was a particularly quiet street, like a one-way street downtown. And um, the guy just starts looking over and talking to me, and he goes, don't feel bad, man, and blah, blah, blah. Like, he just goes in about his team and the NFL. And it's like, it was a beautiful thing that I could be walking down the street and a stranger wanted to talk to me about something that wasn't politics, that yeah. wasn't coronavirus. Everyone can – football is a very bring-people-together sport. It's it's unifying. Unifying, yeah. Yeah. And um, that's just – that was a, a crystallizing moment for me that, that football was like – I'd been watching football and it was back, mm-hmm. but that was sort of the impact for me is the fact that, like, conversation with strangers is back. Yeah. The fact that we can go to bars and well, most people can go to bars and enjoy a good game. The fact game. that some can go to bars. Yeah, some can go to bars, enjoy a game where you can have family, friends all together and whether you're supposed to or not. Yeah, right? Yeah, it's very surreal. Especially after 2020 or what's been of it so far. What's, uh, what's been 2020 so far? Yeah. yeah. It's been interesting. I think that um, getting back to a normal slate will be good for week two. And obviously, they went into this game 
well, this game, these games, week one, this week, with all the refs, all the players, all the coaches testing negative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, would you see uh, in the Cowboys-Rams game, even the refs were screwing up, calling pass interference on stuff that shouldn't have been pass interference? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it goes to show you that the refs can screw up even without yeah. <laughs> the fans yelling and distracting them. And Right. Well, it just shows that they, I, I heard someone say that even the refs are not having off season to practice. Like they usually are at training camps. They're usually in preseason games and they haven't had that. So a lot of them, this was their first time refing. Yeah, that's true. No, I mean like, and then they switch up the team sometimes. So they mm-hmm. have to build their chemistry. Right. I mean, it wasn't replacement refs, but there were a couple of uh, close calls. There were a couple of calls that were like, so the Broncos game, uh, Alexander Johnson, number 45, the linebacker, he gets a personal foul. Mm-hmm. And they take back the interception that the Broncos rookie just got rookie corner. Yeah. And they don't show it. They don't show the personal foul. Yeah. There's no fans there. That's kind of crooked, right? Yeah. <laughs> that guy punched somebody. Can we see it? There's cameras everywhere. So no, we don't have that. You think there's a conspiracy going on? I don't know. It's not the first time this has happened. Yeah. And I don't know if I'm blaming the NFL or if I'm blaming ESPN. For ratings. Brandon Stokely, a former Broncos wide receiver, among like a billion other teams. He played forever. Um, Brandon Stokely took to Twitter, and he sent out a, a series of tweets mm-hmm. just saying, can I get a replay? ESPN, can we get some replays? Yeah. Because with no fans to show, like very few cityscapes in Denver, because you don't look at a city in a pandemic. Mm-hmm. They are just constantly just showing empty field and talking. Yeah. Again, Steve Levy had to freaking carry it because all they had to do was just give him stuff to show. Right. And they just kept looking at the cutouts. There's some cardboard cutouts. If you haven't seen a cardboard cutout yet. What do you think of the cardboard cutouts? I liked them at first, but now it's becoming gimmicky. Yeah. And that's in the span of, what, four days? It just seems like a scam to get money out of people. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's some nice stories. Like, you'll see some things like, The oh, Ravens were the only one that did something good, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, somebody died, so they get to go to one last game as a cutout. Yeah. Well, did you see the Ravens had, like, a whole section for that one little girl who passed away from cancer? And, oh, really? And also, the Ravens, on their end zones, where it said Baltimore, they highlighted M and O, because her name was Mo in gold. So oh, okay. That's really cool. cool. Yeah. Baltimore continues to be one of the most woke franchises. Yep. With the times. Did you think it was interesting that teams were putting out uh, press releases about the national anthem and how they were going to handle it? Yeah. I just come out and do it. What you're going to do. Don't let people know beforehand. You know what would solve all this national anthem stuff? Tell them. If they don't put it on TV. <laughs> That's true. If the camera people weren't filming it. But I think you would get a very one-sided response to that. I never used to know when the national anthem was playing on a football game where I'm not there. Right. Like a football game on your TV. It's too loud. Yeah, I mean, it's just like half the time I don't think it was even on unless it was like a playoff game or like somebody somebody noteworthy was singing it. Mm -hmm. You would just see like a couple scenes of players holding their hands over their heart. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. It's just um, 
Maybe it's something I didn't pay attention to. Maybe it's always been there. But yeah. it just seems like you could just not put it on camera. Show it real quick. Just show a couple players with their hands over their hearts and move on. But maybe that's censorship. I don't know. I think you would have, like, with the protests going on right now and with people actually, like, what they did in the Chiefs-Texans game, if you didn't show that, like you're saying, censorship and also very one-sided by not showing it. Yeah. So I, I think, in a way, you kind of have to show a little bit of it. Yeah. Well, I just hope that as the season goes on, it's more of a who's winning and who's losing situation, mm-hmm. and we stop talking about it as much. Right. Past the first week in November, a certain election will be over, and I have a yeah. feeling that things might clear out, quiet down a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. We'll All right. See. All right. Well, you got anything else? No, nope, that's it. I'm Ian. I'm Harrison. And we're out. While we were doing the transition to video, and we missed a classic 10-minute warning story that we feel needs our attention, Harrison. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Odell it, Beck. It's a... Uh, I was trying to think of a good pun there, but couldn't think of one. <laughs> the keyword is good pun because, like, there's so many easy puns. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Odell Beckham Jr. allegedly liking to be shit on. Ugh. That's the quote. Shitted on. Yep. Um, Chief Keefe's baby mama went on the No Jumper podcast. Okay. And came through with a viral soundbite about Odell Beckham Jr., being allegedly into this. Now, I don't think it's true. Yeah, because Odell Beckham's dating someone. Yeah. That's not this girl. And he put out an Instagram post where he said, he said, I'm ready for the season no matter what shit they throw at me. Yeah. So and he he, uh, he blurred out the I in shit, so he had S-H-X-T. Yeah, he's making some signs that that's not true. Yeah, I mean, he's just laughing about it. Odell has never really been one to go on the public record and correct anything. Yeah. He just lets people wonder. But it's pretty funny the way she describes it. She talks about how, like, she couldn't do it. <laughs> and then he, she says something about him wanting to ta- her to take a picture while she's on the pot and send it. How is that a compromise if that's what you're into? Yeah. That's hey, not a either compromise put it on me or show me a photo of it. Yeah. <laughs> Let me see that snake. I just couldn't believe. I couldn't believe when I woke up and that was the news. I was like, okay, what? How did this even get out? Who comes out? Like, I feel like any like mid-level girl, like I'm assuming she's like a mid-level, somewhat famous, Instagram famous maybe. No, I think she wants to be. Exactly, but she's probably like. We never heard of her until just now. It's she's working. She's probably got some following on Instagram or something like that. Enough to know that. All it takes is one thing to get her to the next level, and this is that one Oh, thing. my God. You see what's happening now? What? Keeping up with the Kardashians got canceled. So now it's going to be shitting on the Odell Beckhams. Keeping up with Odell Beckham Jr., comma, and his shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with oh Chief Keefe's baby mama, which is what her day would be on the show. Yeah. <laughs> it would just be a comedy. Of, yeah, would just uh, they never would actually show the shitting, but they would just make a lot of shit references. To go back to what you were saying about Odo Beckham Jr. maybe being shopped, do you think this had something to do with it? If they were going to shop him, I still don't think they were shopping him. If they were going to shop him after week one, it would be because oh, of yeah. this shit. Oh yeah, they're like, yeah, it's time for you to leave. It's time for you to get out of here. 
We can't have that in our organization. People, We're already dealing with enough. We're already called the Browns. The, t- <laughs> the town of Cleveland has been through enough. We can't do this to them. <laughs> Odell Beckham plays for the Browns. Which is too on the nose. Yeah. If he'd stayed with the Giants, he would have been into large women who could step on him. <laughs> the Patriots, he would like to go down to Florida and get uh, a Tug massage. Job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the old Robert Kraft special. Yep. I'll take Kraft. So, I guess... Uh, Good on Odell Beckham Jr. for being a good sport about it. Yeah. You know. I mean, that's the best way you can handle that is, like, make a joke about it. I mean, really, he uh, he did handle it in a way, all shit jokes aside. Now, what if he was serious? What if, what if he just what if doesn't he really care? he does have shit thrown at him all the time? He's just like, I'm ready for the season. Y'all motherfuckers don't know. What if he just doesn't care that people know he likes to be pooped on? You know Maybe what I'm saying? Maybe he's just hoping more people will poop on him now. Now, yes, now the people that are really into it know he's into it. Yeah. It's, it's like a it's like a free ad out there to the freak world. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, the stuff that happens. That is, um. oh, my God. That might be the best headline of the year. Yeah, it's going to be hard to beat. I really thought that the guys robbing the cookout <laughs> was going to be the best story. Or maybe Earl no. Thomas in an orgy with his brother. That's still too early in the season. We, I mean, we may still have some good stuff coming after it, though. Well, all right. If you're keeping score at home, Earl Thomas got cut. Yeah. After having an orgy with his brother and being caught at gunpoint by his wife. Yeah. Odo Beckham Jr. allegedly likes to get shit on, not cut. So that's where they draw the line. Yeah, it's a double standard. Infidelity is bad. Shitting on is okay. Number two is okay. Yeah. <laughs> wish there was a rhyme there, but I also wish there wasn't. No, not that kind of rhyme. Like, like a number two, like, like number two is just for you. You know what I'm saying? Like a rhyme. Yeah. Not a nursery rhyme. Yeah, but it'd be funny if it was a nursery rhyme. I think it'd be even funnier. Rockabye bowel movement. Yeah. 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 On the treetop. Then you'll fall down and hit Odo Beckham Jr. in the top. Yep. Yeah. There you go. So you're getting it. (laughs) You're a professional. So that tells me that there's not a large market for these rhymes. Probably not. No. 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 So Odo Beckham Jr., good luck with whatever shit is thrown your way week two.